Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, December 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a three part Chepe Space Luna Lunk QA AMA. Just a good old fashioned six hour, 38 minute hangout. Let's take a listen. My God, this thing has background music now. <laughs> this is new. All sorts of new buttons and shit on here. What is this clip business? Interesting. Anyway, got to play with this stuff. <laughs> oh, is that a new feature? You can play music. Yeah, there's like a share clips and some sort of like, you can create like audio clips and things and people can share clips of audio that are happening, I guess, live. So <laughs> like if I say something fucked nice. up, someone can copy the audio directly <laughs> and then like paste it directly to like Twitter or something. That's crazy. That's probably bad. (laughs) But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't like that feature. I want them to remove that. That's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Did you see, uh, they just made it, um, like, you can't post your link tree. You can't post your other social media accounts. You can't say, hey, check me out on Facebook or check me out on some other site. It's now. I think they're only counting something. I think they're only counting. if like your Twitter account does nothing except promote other stuff, I think if you're active on here, it probably doesn't matter. I think because there's some accounts so. that are just pure bullshit accounts just made for like getting into their YouTube channel and stuff like that. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. We'll see. Doesn't bother me either way. We'll find out in the fullness of time. Yeah, I was just I just started getting into like some ideas for Luna Classic and then the host dropped off, <laughs> lost him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the same kind of moaning um, about the same stuff. So I said, hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we building? What, what do we think Lunk's going to be in a year's time? Like, uh, let's, let's do some blue sky thinking. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that killed the space immediately. So, uh, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, the blue sky thinking requires a blue sky builder. And who would that be exactly? And that's the thing. Like, Indeed. Some of the most popular dApps. Um, like in, in crypto are not necessarily the easiest thing to build either, right? It's not like you can just fork them and copy yeah. them or whatever. So um yeah, it's it's like yeah. it's like going to a nuclear power plant and just simply copying it. Like you know what I mean, like like yeah, you could maybe achieve something, but you have to have a plan ultimately. But so oh, here's uh Oh, hey, Lunatic. Uh, the man himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to everyone. It's okay. It's okay. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's off. happened with my Wi-Fi. Is, I have an, a problem just now. I think no it's my, my provider. I have things happening <laughs> now. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. What no, a good cool. space. I've got, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a great connection, so we can chat. 
Okay, um, thank you. I don't, I don't know how much of what I said before um, you guys caught, but it's like in order to, I think the gist of it, the basics is in order to preserve a nice um, burn mechanism on the primary token, um, uh, the argument for doing it besides the meme effect is that um, people want a nice tokenomic for their primary coin they want to hold for whatever reason. And one of the issues in Cosmos is that, you know, most of the chains have an inflationary mechanism, if not all of them, right? And even Luna Classic, it can't sustain as a pure burn chain because ultimately you have to have a way to pay validators um, that's consistent over the long run. And after the community pool or Oracle pool, whatever you want to call it, runs out, you're still stuck with like, having to create an inflationary mechanism because there's almost certainly not enough revenue from like routine dApps to sort of pay for the validator network. I could be wrong, but that, that's my suspicion um, from what I've seen. So that's the reason why Cosmos chains have inflationary mechanisms, not because people just love inflation. It's because you have to have some sort of mathematically simple way to pay validators. So what happens to Cosmos chains? What happens to them is <clears throat> if you get sufficient users, to come in and buy the primary token, let's say Adam or whatever, a Luna or whatever, right? So they come in and buy the token, they buy enough of it, then what happens is, is it overwhelms the inflation rewards and the selling pressure of validators. And if people really believe the coin's gonna do well long run, they might hold and maybe even restake the coin or whatever. And so the, the buy pressure exceeds sell pressure and things go up. Um, what many chains in Cosmos has, have had a hard time doing is maintaining that sort of like consistency, especially in a bear market. So when, the bear, when a bear market comes and the price of your coin is dropping, um, the expenses a validator has to pay, let's say electricity and whatever the hell else expenses they have, those expenses are paid for in euros or dollars or whatever, right? So they have to sell their coins because like, you know, they don't, you know, the electric company or, you know, your um, whatever doesn't, <laughs> they don't accept uh, money in Lunk tokens or Luna tokens or whatever, right? They have to sell them. And the lower the val price goes, the more of the tokens sell because they have it takes more of them to get the same benefit so i mean to get the same expenses paid right so there's just like a never-ending cycle of like the price of the coin drops and drops and drops until you get to a point where finally like i guess buy pressure exceeds sell pressure again because you have enough activity or people want the primary coin everything goes up again so that's the basic kind of idea behind the the inflationary tokenomics of proof of stake chains um, if you look at um, like so, so burn mechanisms, um, you have to have some sort of revenue stream that uh, is tied to the burn mechanism. So let's say, for example, um, you have an, like an NFT platform for the primary chain, like a community NFT platform. And every time you burn, create an NFT, you burn some Lunk token. Um, this is sort of what Stargaze does. So if you go to Stargaze, there's a little bit of that going on. I don't know all the nuances of the tokenomics, but something like that, where there is a little bit of deflationary pressure on the chain as long as the chain's popular on top of the usual transactions and inflation and everything else. Um, if you look at like what Luna UST did, 
what people loved about Luna was every time UST was minted, Luna was burned. And as so long as UST had a demand, which in theory, stablecoin demand is like infinite over the long run, the hope was that if UST became really big, like, you know, a big, you know, you know, $100 billion, trillion dollar sort of market cap, then Luna um, would be burned. And it was burning a lot, like when it was really popular, like you'd see it go from like a billion Luna down to like, I think 700 million Luna or something like that. It, it really burned quite a bit over the course of like a couple of years. <clears throat> so the, the burn mechanism, if you have a way to have a credible burn mechanism that's tied to something people want, like UST or NFTs or whatever the hell it is, right? Then you'll, ha- you'll make that work. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, Bitcoin is fixed supply. Um, most of the proof of stake are inflationary supply. Um, how do you get a, uh, like a burn mechanism to work and work quickly? Um, I don't know that there is a great one. Like, I think the UST one, UST Luna was like the absolute, like, most aggressive burn mechanism ever created, which was really freaking cool. <laughs> like, hadn't, if it wasn't for SBF and his idiocy, um, if like Doquan and everybody else had figured out how to get like uh, multiple collateral mechanisms, multiple remittance mechanisms, and all that shit worked out, um, then uh, then Luna's um, tokenomic was really the best in the industry, like beat everything. Um, another um, mechanism that you can have is where the the coin is actually tied to the financial security of the assets on the network. So the perfect example of this would be Rune. So Thorchain Rune does this, and like you have to have a certain amount of Rune tokens in order to hold a certain amount of the different um, other coins on the network. So you sort of let it, uh, without going into too much depth, basically there's a mechanism whereby the value of Rune it correlates with the value of the assets on that particular uh, network, um, and that can create sort of like a buy pressure that is um, tied to the function of the actual network. The buy pressure must be tied to the function of the network, as is any as does any burn mechanism. Otherwise, it's just mostly just nonsense. Now, there is a great meme effect to the burn mechanisms, like Ear was mentioning, um, and you know that was kind of what made it popular in the first place. Oh, we're going to burn this thing, and oh look, CZ supporting it, and blah blah blah. Right? It was just a big meme effect that a bunch of people showed up and bought the token. Let's be realistic. That's exactly what happened, right? Like that's how this played out, which is cool. Um, but you, you like, how do we continue to do that? All right. So if you have the Luna Classic token and you have a burn mechanism, but like um, some of the guys were mentioning earlier, the problem with having a high burn tax is none of the dApps work because many dApps that where you want lots of transactions, you know, like if you have a like a grid bot, for example, and it's doing a transaction like 10 transactions a day, why, like if you had a 1% tax, 10 times in the same day, you'd like just burn 10% of your money for what? Like, what, what is the point of that? There isn't a point, which is why it won't work. So to have um, this work, you'd, you'd basically have to have the burn mechanism maybe translate to converting to tokens you use on chain. Um, and there's different ways to do this. You can create just a normal, like you can just use a token generator, make tokens. So like those tokens would be used on NFT platform they would be used on um, like a DEX, they would be used on um, like any dApps that you would use. So you'd create sub-tokens to, to handle some of these tasks or dApps with sub-tokens. That's a possibility. 
Um, the second thing you could do is you could um, like, so we were, I was talking about this before we got disconnected and that's the, like you interchain security comes out. You just upgrade the cosmos chain to the latest version with interchain security. Um, once we know that, of course, like the Atom Hub one doesn't have any bugs and shit, right? We haven't fully like, that's not fully planned out yet. So that would be like six months into next year or something like that, where you have a good sense that all of that shit works right. You add interchain security to Luna Classic. You spin up a couple of extra chains with different tokenomics. So you, they're basically daughter chains. They're not like their own chains, but you'd spin them up. They Any transactions on those networks would then go to benefit Luna Classic, the primary validator network. It's all the same validators when you do this like subchains. And what you use those chains for is you use those for the transactions, right? You use those for like, I don't know, buying things and selling things and, you know, playing on DEXs and all that. And you could have any tokenomic you want on that. In fact, you could have tokenomics for that where, you know, transactions are very, very cheap, possibly. And the way you get those coins is by burning a little bit of Luna Classic in the first place. So maybe there's a one-time tax to get into the system. But after that, it's like carte blanche. It's like, maybe you have it super cheap, like you, where you barely even have any transaction fees. Like, for example, if you go to Stargaze today, you can basically buy NFTs with no fees at all, right? So like, if you have chains with no fees, how are you going to compete with that? You have to have that baked into your system somehow. Um, so if you have Luna Classic, which has a great burn mechanism, but you generate revenue and fees or other things through these subchains somehow, then you solve the problem of like getting, you know, transactions to work while still maintaining the meme of the burn function. Now, why is that sort of burn narrative important? It's because in crypto, you only have a few credible deflationary chains out there where in the long run, you know, your, your token supply is not being like inflated into infinity and fucking you over, right? Because there's plenty of those options. If you want to have like an infinity inflation token, you have Atom or whatever, why not just use it? Um, there's no obvious need to hold, you know, some other token for this purpose, right? So like you want to have um, a use case for the token based purely on tokenomics, like as a store of value and a burn mechanism like fits with a store of value narrative. So if you can create Luna Classic as a store of value chain for the cosmos, then you've achieved something. I don't think you need to achieve anything else. You don't even have to have any of the fucking like weird, like, you know, dApps or like innovations. You just have to have something that has a proper tokenomic that people will want and that will spread like a simple meme. Um, and like an individual can explain to somebody what it does, why you would want to own it within like one sentence. If it takes more than like, I don't know, one tweet, to tell people what the fuck your chain does, you're never going to sell it to like the, the idiots on the internet. That's just not going to work. So you really have to be able to just like clarify what your thing does very, very nicely in a simple like one or two tweets or something and like push that narrative really hard because crypto is all about a storytelling. And if you can tell a great story about your coin um, and explain to someone easily why they want to have it, then they're going to want to own it for whatever reason. Just really, really simple, right? So I think that may be the way to go. And since Luna Classic is already listed on like Binance and KuCoin, even if you spin up some sub chains, even if you spin up some sub tokens to do some other tasks, people can get there pretty readily using buying the coin and heading over to Terra Station, playing with all these fun things you could make afterwards. Um, so yeah, I think some real serious thought in terms of the base tokenomics needs to be had. 
And I think what I've seen so far is like a lot of amateur talk. Like the people we need to like engage with is people like Adelphi Digital, like Jose Macedo, people like that who've like built serious projects, who know the pros and cons of the different tokenomics problems. Like get him in the room and say, hey, like point, you know, shoot some holes in this stupid idea we have. Like maybe you can think of like some incentive mechanisms that would be either fun or something. But like it's some mixture of fun. It's a mixture of like narrative simplicity, um, a tokenomic that people want to invest in, like they, they want to have their money there, and something sustainable over the long run as well, and something that is easy to attract DAP developers, where DAP developers feel like they can make money on your chain, right? If you can't figure out how they're going to make money, they're not coming, right? Like, they're, why would they bother? And if your tokenomics are worse than other chains or less sustainable than other chains, Eventually, the narrative, it'll spin out of control. You won't be able to maintain it. And people just move on to do other things, right? So you're, you're always competing with everybody else in the marketplace. You're never just on your own or whatever. Like people in a space <laughs> might say really cool shit like, oh, yeah, we support. I think that's the, that's the lunatics coin that was made. However, just there was no fun around it. But I think that was why they created the Luna. I don't know if you remember the lunatics. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the lunatics coin or whatever, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so to get traction, um, I think it's possible, but you you want to do so in a very cohesive manner. Um, and you're, you're not going to get this done by having like meetings upon meetings upon meetings about nothing. I think you need to grab some people in the crypto space that are legitimate badasses, like, you know, and who really understand like the game who understand like how to make a great product, uh, who have built things before. And, you know, and then say, say to yourself, like Ears was saying, like, what do people want in this space? Like, what features of a chain would I want? And we right? need anything, anything. Yeah. If you can convince me to buy your coin, uh, then you're half the way there, probably. Like, if you can convince me, whatever it is, like your tokenomics or whatever, the sustainability, uh, long term, the ability to achieve all these endpoints. If you can convince me, you're there. If you can't convince me, it's just a matter of time before you're fucked. And even if you can convince me, a lot of chains like are still fucked. So like you really have to do a lot, I think, in the tokenomics, the base layer, and go from there. Hey, uh, Sifi, did you know that Terra Classic has one of the highest market caps of all projects in crypto and one of the highest in Cosmos, which makes it extremely well suited to provide a base asset on which to build subchains and to provide a store of value. Yeah, it can that, become what Atom was supposed to be. What if I told you that this vision was around the corner and with the introduction of Feather, introduction, introduction of Alliance and Feather, these subchains can be extremely simple to set up and you can even allow uh, Luna Classic to be used to be staked on these subchains and exchange cash flows with the smaller chains, Wait, thereby here. securing those those chains here. economically. Hello, Said. Hello, hello, everyone. You know what the problem we have here? Uh, how how the heck you can convince like people that they have money to board their money in some projects? Okay, to bring them as investor when we have the whole structure of this bullshit Luna Classic. It is it is like a well organized scam. Serious. 
You know the liquidity that it is. Said, I was just convincing an investor. And you stopped me from convincing him. Convince and now I've forgotten what convince I was saying. You need to convince me first. I am stuck in this community. Okay? We are stuck in this community. The structure here, it doesn't give you a healthy situation to Say, pour more money. Why? You've already invested. Yes, I don't need to convince stuck. you. We are stuck here. Now we are like, uh, as a coach, what is his name? Uh, Bruce. Uh, we are hostage to this blockchain. Serious. The structure, it is like... Yeah, but that's like, that's like saying, man, that's like saying I bought Bitcoin at $70,000 and now it's worth sixteen. I'm stuck. Like, welcome to investing. This is a meaningless yeah, discussion. Yeah, that, that's exactly what's happened. The problem here, like, we, need, we, so, so we need something like how we can like rebuild the uh, structure that exists already. Because we have like time validator, okay? They are with Terra Rebel. They can put any proposal they want and they can both do, do what they want. Okay, and they can get whatever they want. Who the who the heck they will they, he will trust them or trust this blockchain to put more money in it? That's bullshit. This I think, and I come to a point that this Luna Classic need to disappear from this blockchain, from this crypto market. Could it have no value behind it? Okay, except Switch fighting. Yeah, except fighting and arguing with each other. Okay, and like uh, which try, is, which is an option, by the way. That's up to. <laughs> <laughs> People can I, do whatever they want I with their money. Perfectly. I told them last yeah. day, you know something? We have a good solution. What is it? Let's, like, uh, now the IBC is it open, okay, to the other, like, to Cosmos or whatever they, they want to pull it, okay? And uh, let's, like, uh, act stupid enough to go there, okay, and we swap this Luna Classic bullshit to get Luna version 2, okay, and swap it there, and that's it. Get rid of this Luna Classic. Literally, definitively, we don't want it anymore because it has no value. Who give value? There, it's not like a that. question of okay. It's not possible to get rid of it. What do you What do you mean? No, like, like, there's a bunch no, of validators, yeah, we, and they're validating. It's open, man. Like, what are you going to do about yeah, it? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Okay, that's it. We need to dump it in the exchange and get rid of it. That's how it is. Wait, Said, like, can you stop fudding your own bags for one even day? even eos <laughs> like pay attention guys listen hold up a second instead of just talking just random noise look eos has been around for how many years now it's still around and the community took over that chain and they're still building new shit the price is down just like the rest of the market and there are people that bought high and it's down and there's still people to this day like literally to this day saying oh yeah no no, no you don't fade eos there's new building happening on it now the community has taken over, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, really? No shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. And are they going to do great things? I don't know. They might, they might not. But the point is, it's not that easy to have blockchains shut down. Like, even BSV, which is like, you know, the Craig Wright uh, abomination, is still around to this day. Like, despite the fact that it's just like, idiotic, right? like, hostage, but it's still there. They hold hostage for it. Okay. They hold hostage. Here in Luna Classic, it is different. We're still in the beginning. The price is still down. Okay, now it is we we are stuck. We are stuck in like a, a well organized scam that we cannot. We're trying to find a solution that it will never come. It will never ever come. Yeah, but that's that's like ninety five percent of crypto. There's nothing specifically. But sometimes different you go, you got like you got some like good it is behind it. So that's why we stuck to it, like BNB, like Ethereum, like something like any any other token. But what we have here, we have here like a bunch of guys, they are validators, okay, they're trying to sell dreams to the, the people that they hold in this token, and they can put any proposal they want, 
okay to get whatever they want from that community pool or oracle pool it is not a healthy situation at all we are not going anywhere we are keeping like with we are stuck here like uh, hostages and we will keep like buying this bullshit luna classic uh every time it's dump and we keep getting stuck more and more safely we are more <laughs> we are really dumbasses serious we are dumbasses man <laughs> that's how i see it there is nothing Said. nothing 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 yes yeah i feel like you you might be on a on a, a bit of a downward spiral here i i'm going to sit here and tell you that Luna Classic has some distinct advantages over most other chains on Cosmos. And that most, is mostly centered around two things. One, it's gigantic community who can be led like sheep into any venture with a good enough narrative. And the second is its large market cap, which can provide economic security to secondary chains. Because believe it or not, Luna Classic is extremely overpriced and it has an extremely high market cap. So that is an advantage. And you may not recognize it. You may think the price is low, but you're wrong. It's very, very high. You know, the advantage <laughs> so we that's, have that's here, a good thing. To say, you know the advantage we have here? We have the AQ of people, the old Luna Classic. It is less than, than 50, I think, 50% or something like that series. And we keep like digging more and more in this, like uh, running around, chasing our tile here in this uh, in this community. Don't know, when you have like, uh, uh, you can add value, okay? And we can like jump and like trying to build something really serious. But away from Sim- Sim- Simple story is like getting back to what I was trying to say is, um, it's not that helpful to have just random discussion. Like I think very specific, cohesive ideas, if people have them, to put together like a strategy that, you know, you just put together on a piece of paper and say, look, I think we need to do these things. This is how we're going to monetize the primary chain. This is how we're going to monetize the validators over the next 10 years. This is how we're going to create interesting memes. This is how we're going to like use interchain security. Sefi, yeah. this is the problem, Sefi. You have all of these wonderful ideas and you just say these wonderful things to us. And the next time we see you in our spaces is 2024, Sefi. We need people well, like you. I, I, we need just, people like you here <laughs> to move us forward. You see, Oxyers like, and Sefi, you guys came but, in, and I'm just listening to wonderful ideas. Honestly, I'm tired of hearing people just say bullshit from morning to night. Honestly, see, you like, guys what, just say nice things. What I'm trying to say here is, not, first off, like full disclosure, I don't have very much Luna Classic coin. A number one, so. Anything like I'm, I'm describing or helping with is like truly like volunteering my time on a Sunday. Like I'm not really like, like I'm not pumping my own bag in any substantial way by telling you guys all this. So like, would I sort of like buy more than a classic coin? Sure. If I thought some of these core issues that I have concerns about kind of get fixed. Now, I don't have any like influence or time to influence like, I don't know, whoever, Terror Rebels or whatever things that they're doing. I have no idea what like, the community wants or whatever the hell um it's just a huge mass of people and it takes a tremendous amount of time to organize everybody and sort things out and to decide what these things are going to be um i'm just like giving you guys ideas based on whatever expertise i have on the matter but like if you were to ask me if i was going to spend a gargantuan amount of time to like you know solve sort of a general set of problems i would probably personally just just as a personal note I would probably start 
a brand new project entirely, like a whole, Thank like, you. A, literally like Thank a dozen you. things. Now you are so simultaneously. Thank you. But at yeah. the same time, at the, hold up a second, at the same time, there are benefits to systems like Luna, like Luna Classic, like Atom. And I think any new, like fantastical system should incorporate these things and use the merits of their tokenomics separately and build into it like some gamified method to benefit all other chains, uh, improve centralization, imp I'm sorry, decentralization, improve validator decentralization, which is a fucking mess on Luna Classic, by the way. Right yeah, now. it is. Like, just to be fair, it's a disaster. It is not just a disaster. Yeah. It, is a, it is a really a big miss. 67% yeah. of voting power that's held by five people. Five people, come on, man, come on. And guess what? They yeah, that needs to be sort of sorted yes, out. And guess what? So, uh, speed, speed bill in the ter Terra Rebel, he come with like a different fucking nickname in Twitter, put a proposal calling his name is Cosmos Kukubara or whatever he call himself. And that's it. And the, the, the proposal passed in 24 hours or 48 hours. And that's it. They got whatever they want from the that community pool. How the heck you want to trust these people on your money? No way. No way. Now, granted, I don't know all the different details of these different proposals and things. I don't, I don't no idea what's going on. And just like looking at it from outside in, just looking at it like from an element of an investor, like what kind of things would be interesting to me in a series of Cosmos chains, whether it's Luna Classic or anything else. The first thing you should think of is like, if I had the perfect chain with the perfect characteristics, do I even know what that would look like? Like, how would I know it? How would I know perfection if I saw it? And would that be something that I would want to purchase? That's what I described to you guys earlier with like, you know, burn mechanisms and everything else. Like there are certain features of chains that people in crypto want and delivering that those tokenomic features and those revenue features and everything else that I mentioned, even before you attract dApps and cool killer things to the blockchain, like, there's a lot we know after 10, year, 10 plus years of crypto of what needs to be present in like a system to make it viable long term. Uh, like forget about all the dApps. Like is the, are the tokenomics of your base chain and its decentralization features sufficient to warrant buying that coin no matter whatever the fuck else happens on that chain? It doesn't matter about NFTs or anything else. Like everything else, just throw it all away. Is your base chain tokenomic perfect or not? That's first and foremost, really, really important. I, am I feeling? That's kind of my sort of sense of it. And, it. and if you have that, and if you can get that right, then you can build all the rest of the stuff on top of it. And there's some work that needs to be done in that from that that perspective. And the problem with like designing tokenomics also is you get lots of varying opinions. You'll have people that like even in in politics. Uh, like normally are some people are socialists, some people are capitalists, some people are libertarians, some people are like, you know, fascists, whatever, like you literally have all types of human being. So when you get into a discussion about tokenomics with a group of people, it's you will have zero chance of having everyone agree on the actual final like plan, right? You have to convince truly all people that this is what you should vote for, at least a majority of people, right? To get enough votes to pass a proposal or whatever. It is very difficult to achieve that. So you have to do a variety of things. You have to not only create the base system, create the narrative you believe matters, 
but then you have to achieve consensus among all the different community or validators or whatever and convince them that this is the direction that you should go. And that's difficult to do after the chain's already been released, right? Like we saw this happen with Adam. The Adam 2.0 like plan fell apart because like if you go to the telegram of the Adam 2.0 like group, like fucking everyone had an opinion, but nobody could agree on anything. And every single little piece of the puzzle people would argue about like, oh, there's too big of a treasury. You didn't spend enough community money. You spent too, too little community money. You did this, you did that. Like everyone just starts bitching and moaning about some element because when it comes to money, everybody has an opinion. And like, there's a whole host of different opinions that may be valid in certain contexts, but you can't get enough coalition for everyone to vote on the same thing. So that is a difficult thing. Um, so at a base level, like, Someone has to sort of sit there, draw out the final thing and go, you know what, this is what we're building. Like, this is what I'm proposing, post it up there. And if it passes, it finally goes through. But like uh, debating it too much doesn't really help. If you don't have someone smart enough to do all that shit. And by the way, I'm not that person. I have some ideas, but I don't know the actual coding behind it. Like, if you don't have that, we have We have coders. We have coders, yeah. Sefi. If people are talking sense like you, Man, we would have gone really, really yeah, far. But we have the, people the talking a lot, but nothing, Sefi, really. Yeah, but that is the problem um, sometimes. We have a lot too much people taking uh, things in the blockchain. We need to reduce. We need to reduce. We have too, too much noises, too a lot, the right, left, front, back, too much, too much. We need to reduce, reduce. Uh, like the uh, the, let's say the team. That's why because, we need Lung Dao, Lunatic. We need yeah, Lung this Dao why, to save us. Yeah, yeah, but that's why uh, 2.0 is going good because they have a leader, a leader, and a team. That's it. And this, this, this Luna Classic have too much people talking and talking and talking. And, and I we would like. Point, I would point out too, even with the leader and the team and a dozen projects coming out, and at least another, like twenty, thirty projects that have reopened on Terra V two, in the in this bear market, the coin price is still going down, and there are. It's not like you can use the coin price to predict like how effective all those DApps are going to be. So I urge everyone, like, just because Luna Coin Luna Classics. To token price is going down. Yeah, you can get depressed about it and worry about it and everything. But the reality is, like everybody's coin prices are going down, no matter what. Like the thing does. Yeah, but right? selfie, like, I don't care. We don't care. Away. Selfie, we don't care. Really, we don't we care. Don't. I don't. I don't care about the price. You know, I am for the long, long term. I, I, I'm gonna stick with this shit till, till it's gonna reach. I say. Part. For for always, hey, you know. I don't care about the yeah, money. Yeah. I care. I care. I just want. I just want to see this <laughs> blockchain succeed, yes. get on the top. It's like Said saying this always. Uh, I'm agree with Said. It's not about the money anymore. It's about the blockchain. We love this blockchain. We love this community. We want to see it succeed. But it's 
frustrating see a lot of people like chicken without hats running around and talking this talking there the other ones they talk to each other they 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 don't sit down with with each other and make a plan it's uh it's Sefi, frustrating Sefi talk less than one hour Sefi made more sense to me than people that have been talking here for several months, man. They are okay, talking absolute put rubbish. Put a proposal in Agora and we put Safi as a as a CEO and learn the cow is under boss. <laughs> Guys, I think you're missing a very big point, to be honest. Oh, God. Like, it's all in your hands to follow guys that makes the noise. Like, I, I, I really don't get it. Like, why do you follow people that always make the noise? It's your problem. As a community, like you're making this daily. If you follow people that only make noise, that's your problem, brother. You know? And we have a, we, who, no, who are no. you, please? Who are you? We like to know people that come up and set up some accusations. Who are you? Quite, quite sometimes. Brother, go. You can read my name. Go, so. Go, 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 go. That's me. This is not a doxing space. Yeah, this now. is not a doxing space. Talking. And uh, nobody will be uh, obliged to reveal their identities beyond their Twitter usernames. We are discussing the merits of ide ideas and ideas this alone. Is, this, is, this is a community of dedicated folks. So when people come in and set accusations, they need to identify themselves. Accusations? What's, what is the accusation which, when I'm pointing? That we're being people, stupid and following people, people making mm -hmm. noise. So we would like to know who are you to identify how long you've been with Luna Classic Give him a community. moment to talk, brother. Give him a moment to talk. Thank you. Uh, uh, don't worry. Don't worry about it, but... I still don't get it. What What is the point of me identifying myself so you can get to your point? It's still your point, not the community's point, you know? That means you haven't been here long enough. Uh, you don't know nothing. I don't have, I'm not obliged right. to explain you nothing. Yeah, guys, come on, guys. Come on, guys. To a typical, a typical let's, just, space. let's just proceed. Let's organize, guys, 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 guys. Lung space. Yeah, uh, let's let's ha put hands up um, because it's much more easily for Sefil and Oxir to run this uh, space. Uh, we have Anus with the hands. Let's get a chance to talk because at my space, nobody got our the chance I, to talk. Maybe focus this a little bit more. Like, um, first off, let's think about it from a base tokenomics perspective. Um, number one, I want to make sure everyone knows how validators get paid. So validators have expenses. They want to make a profit on top of their expenses. And they tend to be more profitable, of course, if the token price is high. And they can lose money if the token price is low. So they're well aware that they want to have the token price be as good as it can be because they're paid in that token. So they're incentivized to benefit the chain in every way you, know, you can imagine. They want the price to go up. That's a given, right? So you shouldn't think of validators as people that like, well, they sell the token to pay their expenses and profits, whatever. Yeah, but they also want to make money. So they want the coin price to go up. And when the coin price is really down, they might hold their tokens because it does, it's not a good time to sell. So that hopefully reduces sell pressure at the bottom at some some level and as the oracle pool empties out you want to have a scheme 
to pay validators and like the rest of the cosmos, almost every chain, they have to commit to an inflationary model to do this. Um, and so how can you get the tokenomic you want? Um, if all else was equal, let's say the validators are doing well, what would be the tokenomics of the coin you want to own? We understand why we'd want to own Bitcoin, for example. It has a fixed supply and technically it's somewhat deflationary because some of the coins get lost as well. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a fixed supply. There's a reason why people want it as a store of value. So do we want Luna Classic to be a store of value coin? Um, and if so, how would we achieve that? Like if it was me and I wanted a coin in the cosmos, I would like a store of value coin in the goddamn cosmos. We don't have one. I think that's the niche that could be filled if it could be done correctly. That's my opinion. Maybe other people can have, maybe Anne or anybody else. If you have an opinion about like what features, what like monetary policy features you want to see in the chain that you would put more of your personal money in, not just to pump the coin the prime, you know, pump the coin price, but in order to like store value in that chain, uh, what features would it have to have? The number one common uh, complaint you hear about Cosmos, Cosmos chains is like the inflation rate is too high. Um, some people will go into something like, I don't know, a Juno, or they'll go into like um, a Stargaze with really high inflation rates. Uh, some people like get mesmerized by that and buy it. When the coin price goes down or later when the inflation rate goes down, maybe there's less attention. So some people like it because the inflation rate's high and has a high yield. Other people hate it because of that same reason. Um, what do you want to see in Luna Classic that would make you happy long term in terms of monetary policy? If you can't answer that question, if you don't we know want, the answer, we to want it, then we have a problem, Duk right? Duk like, Duk yeah. We want to swap swap mechanism to swap to two point oh. <laughs> well, I don't, well, Luna two, by the way, has an inflationary tokenomic, which isn't great, I might add. So there's nothing like store of value capability on Luna 2 either. So let's like, before we get too worried about that chain, let's just think about it from like this particular chain. Can we do something that makes like someone want to move at least some of their money out of the cosmos into Luna Classic? What would be the features of that chain to make people do that? That's an important sort of first step. Before all the dApps and all the NFTs and all the other bullshit, I think the tokenomics, you fix that. Um, and you create a system. I would think one of the good places to research this would be like talk to the validators and say, hey, wait a minute, like, okay, you're validating. How much does it cost to pay for all the RPC infrastructure or whatever it is, the nodes? How much does it cost, like, fundamentally, like an actual cash value, euros and dollars? How much is it costing to operate the validator network as it stands? What would the coin price have to be to be profitable? Um, what would the inflation rate, let's assume the Oracle pool is empty and all you have is inflationary rewards. Like what would the, the yield rate have to be at different coin prices to make sure the validators are profitable in real world dollars? That's the first question you need to ask. Period, end of story Sefie, in my book. Like, if you don't see that research yet, then we have a problem, right? Yeah, go ahead. Sefie, do yeah. you remember us uh, talking about exactly this during the DPEG? A couple of days after the DPEG, we talked about this. Yep, yep. Yep. our coin being deflationary and what benefits a deflationary coin has. And I think you're right on. I think we have a niche in the Cosmos ecosystem with a deflationary coin, and we can definitely fill that 
spot, especially with the burn narrative. So I think I think that's a really valuable point you just made there. Yeah, because nobody else has done it yet. And you know people will, right? There, there's going to come a point where someone spins up a Cosmos chain. You know, it's becoming easier and easier to do that. And if you don't take that niche, someone else will, in which case, like, you, you lose some of your first mover advantage in that regard. So I do think there is a benefit to the burn merit narrative, but we'd have to build a mechanism of subtokens or something that dApps can run on that, um, you know, like, makes it so that, like, Lunk is not the primary, like, mm, transactional coin of the chain if it's going to be a burn coin, right? And then you create subtokens to handle that, handle all the transactions. That that would be my sort of like thing to investigate, I would say, personally. But yeah, Anne, go ahead. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I have a story that I'm not going to talk about your topic, but I've got another uh, thing that I think it's important to talk about. Um, there was a proposal 10983 and um <clears throat> is there a possibility that um that proposal is manu manipulated um can in a someone, way can someone fill me in on what this proposal is i'm not sure i understand, like what we're even talking about right now so i would just say before we start talking about proposal one one thousand whatever, so this this um, this kind of thinking, let's talk about the latest proposal, is being led. It's being led by someone else who who is proposing this proposal. Let's create our own ideas. Let's come up with what we think the change should be, and then make our own proposals. And then that way, we can forget about that for the moment, and just become the piper. We are no longer the mice. We are the one. We are the ones who are setting the tune that everyone else dances to for the first time ever. And it will feel incredibly relieving, and it will feel liberating to all of you to instead of talk about other people's ideas, talk about your own ideas. What would you like for this blockchain? Thank so, you. So, Ox ears and Sefi, have you heard about um, about the? Medium? I thought I was talking. Oh, sorry, Anne. Go ahead. Well, and, and the thing is, I don't have any expertise about that proposal, so I'm not sure, or ears either. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to offer any help, um, unless you have a real, like, clear explanation of what this thing is and what you're worried about. I'm not really sure. Well, um, the case is this. Um, there was a proposal made, um, and it's going about uh, the 150K and the reminting. Um <clears throat> of Luna Classic. Um, that idea is was the worst proposal ever. And it is made by someone who's never seen in the Luna Classic community. We don't know who he is. Um, he um, wrote this proposal, disappeared, never explained anything of it it was um i think two days on the terror station um to photon and normally it's seven days and um 
the uh, ones who were for this proposal um, voted it at the moment it was on the terror station to vote on. Then the terror station get um, offline now and then so people couldn't vote on it. Um, the majority of the Lunaclissic community was voting was voting or thinking no about it. But they couldn't vote because the station was um, offline. So um, this whole proposal um, who has uh, a lot of influence about the whole um, tokenomics and the, uh, the, the financial financial uh, uh, things happening on Luna Classic, um, it's the, really the worst proposal ever. And um, it's... Oh, so it, was, it, it was voted down or...? It's wrote... Yeah, it's voted down by someone... We... we nobody knows who he is. But in if, the it's, if it's voted down, why worry about it? Like, I'm not sure what you're well, I think is. she's talking about the parameter no, change to 0 0.5 and the minting of the coins that is happening now. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's in its past. Yes, it passed. Yeah. It passed. It so passed. V, v shape. Can you clarify this for me? Like, what what is it? Uh, so so what's going on? It's there's a there's some inflation happening or what? No, there's a parameter. It, there's a parameter change, and fifty percent of the burn. Um, so the coins that are being sent to the burn address, they're going to be reminted and distributed to the community pool and the. I think maybe also to the Oracle pool. I'm not sure about that fact, but especially to the community. So, so it reduces some of the burn and it so, puts so it into the... People that are burning are basically halfway through um, being tricked, so to speak. And the, the amount that is being sent to the burn address is 50% of that. New coins are going to be minted and being it's going to be put into the community pool. Oh, I see. So, so in other words, like the burn tax is no longer a burn tax. It's like only exactly. A and then tax. the whole issue comes into place that Binance is supporting us with their personal private business spending, so to speak. They're collecting their fees on their platform, right? And then they're buying back Lunk and burning it. So that's kind of tricking Binance in the sense that we are kind of taking 50% of their burns, even though they never agreed to it. But 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 they wanted to get paid, and that was it just seems that was the best idea they could come Well, yes, yeah, we will soon have... Doesn't agree I, I agree, we will soon have lots of funding in the community pool, and probably that might going to turn out to be good as well for the chain, especially as we are going to have funding for very important uh, development that needs to happen, right? So we will have that funding, but the question is, is going to Binance, is Binance going to, going to, going to say like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't talk to us about this and we are not supporting 50% of our burns for your community. One of the, so that's, one that's of the, the issue the community has right now. Got it. Got it. One of the folks in the audience sold two studios down, um, 
uh, or Soy 2 Studios down below and kind of made some tweets about this sort of thing um, about community spend and uh, like the debates going on with community spending in other chains. And the way you have to look at any coins that go into a community pool or an Oracle pool is that's simply more future. Um, it is more future. Uh, Sorry, Sophie, but I, I, I wasn't ready with my what I want to say. I I get I, I get constantly interrupted. No, okay, go ahead. So, yeah, because I needed to have I needed a cohesive explanation, but like I was kind of responding to like this issue of um. So the proposal you're describing, what I'm trying to say is, and that this money that goes into these pools, because you didn't like this proposal, apparently, that's what I'm trying to describe it, does represent future self-pressure, because even if you create a community pool to then support somehow future builders, those future builders tend to sell those coins, like what happened with like Loop Finance and Juno, as an example. And you're going to have a tendency to have future self-pressure from that either way, which would be, I would tend to agree with Anne here that like, I don't think it's a great idea to have a community pool for fucking anything. Like, I think there should be none whatsoever. And the reason is because um, I don't know that those things incentivize builders, A, as much as we think they do. Um, and it creates a lot of drama and governance bullshit infighting for the rest of forever. And all the community pools that, that I've been involved with, whether it's like uh, Adam, Luna, um the luna emergency fund like the i don't know any any one of them is just a bunch of fucking work and it's it's not clear that those funds long term create as much value as we think they will so i'm i'm going to tend to agree with Anne if i'm if i'm understanding her proposal the proposal why she doesn't like it directly yeah, but, but anyway there's more ahead. to it there's more to it there's more to it okay so um there's something that um isn't totally uh incorrect and uh nobody can explain how this proposal passed because the majority of the community was against this proposal um i think maybe 90 percent was against this, this proposal and behalf of this it passed and that was because of be the uh, terror station was um, the, one of the reasons was that the terror station was um, uh, down at the moment people wanted to vote. And, um, and another what, thing you can't, what you can do, by the way, you can put another proposal up that says counterman that one and cancel it. If people, if you think what that's true, you can actually just oppose it and do it again. Right. If there's a problem with Terra Station or whatever, but I don't know, like if I don't know if what you're saying is like how much immaterial impact Terra Station being down had on that. It's very hard to speculate about those type of things. So the only yep. way to challenge it would be to revote it or do another vote to counterman that one is what I would suggest. But anyway. Yeah, but there's another thing to it. Um, there was there was um, from. Um, from behalf of the Luna, Luna community um, was creating a whole lot of um, um, th uh, um, things going on about merge between Luna, Luna and Luna Classic. And if it was satirical or not, it happened. 
um, there were about, uh, I think, more than 20 spaces uh, the last last few two two weeks about the merch, and um, then um, that proposal uh, was written by a person we don't know in the lunar classic community um and um now this this is happening so um i want personally um that this whole uh uh thing is going to be researched because i think it's market mark marked manipulation um and um I think there's more behind it than we think. Well, uh, remember, I, I think. It's in decentralized finance, anyone can say anything, anyone can propose anything. So, like, the only counter to any other anything would be to have a counter a Twitter space or whatever you want to do. But the free, concept of free speech is anyone can say whatever they want to a large extent. So it's not like, you know, what are you going to do about it, really? Like, there's no... Yeah, good and that's what Matt is doing, and Matt is doing what he just said now, the counter, you know, proposal. That's what Matt is doing now. Yeah, yeah whatever. I, I know that's coming a counter proposal, but uh, this, this, how did this happen? This shouldn't be... This couldn't be happening because this is... Uh, I, I think this is fraud. I think... Um, um when we um actually find out how this could how this proposal could have been passing i think um uh the 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 validators who voted for they uh agreed i th i think they agreed uh, maybe three of one or or the biggest one um on roads uh have something to do with it and um it's they they they, they didn't act in the right way so i, I think don't know. like without seeing on-chain data about votes and things like um and having some sort of like like evidence of some kind i'm not sure we can yeah, have I'm much of a conversation about that okay and one thing you need to accept as a fact is some people were actually um like some people accepted that proposal like some people were for it they they said they liked it you know some people actually liked it anyway um i wanted to make a point before uh and wanted to add something to her point um did you guys see the medium article from edward um about the oracle pool that was a really interesting yes. one um, can you the binomial theorem pascal's triangle exactly very interesting uh, it was really well written out and i really enjoyed that one maybe i can put it up on top again for you guys yeah. later you, yeah we can read it if you put it up yeah that's cool and um yeah so he's suggesting that we increase gas fees um, because our gas fees are super low on luna classic as of right now and we could actually fund the Oracle pool with it uh, tremendously. Uh, he said that we could 60x our gas fees and still be compatible, competitive to other chains like Juno or uh, Luna V2 
and stuff like that. So, um, and, and yeah, also an interesting well, fact, reasonable. what I took away from Medium from that Medium article was that it's actually not a linear function, the Oracle pool depleting. It's a reversed exponential function. So it is going to drop the the staking rewards and the validator rewards. And we all know, right, that uh, the validators are the ones that are keeping this chain alive by uh, validating transactions. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, so, what do we have left? If the gas fee goes up, we're thinking of raising the taxes up. What? We don't have anything left. And the chain doesn't even provide anything for... My guy, did, like, you, did you listen? We, we could... The, we the could, gas fees are ultra, could, ultra, ultra low. Ultra, ultra low. We could right uh, increase the gas fees by 60x and still it, gas fees would still be like a penny. So, and I think we all wouldn't care um, about spending a penny per transaction. That could actually help us out tremendously. So I think that's a really important thing that we should talk about. And maybe someone who is willing to uh, make a parameter change and put that up. Like to me, that, that makes more. Yeah, V-shape. That makes more sense to me than say, for example claiming that you do a burn but you're really not really burning it and sticking in the oracle pool that seems like a uh, like a messaging disaster and it makes no sense like i don't know i think if you're going to have like a transaction tax or or transaction fee just call it that and finish it off like there's like you know hiding it inside of some stupid like burn yeah. mechanism i think Anne is right about that like yeah i, I agree <laughs> so i agree that's what the proposal is but, but I'm, right. I'm not sure if it goes into the erica pool or if it's going 100 to the community pool i'm not sure about that fact to be honest so um could also be that it's all or, going or to or whatever the whichever pool. but yeah but it's, it's but that agree on your, your cell pressure argument that's 100 legit can i say the last thing about this um i think um by this proposal, um, while it passed, we are stealing money from people's pockets, out people out people's pockets, because what they burned um, by themselves. Well, it's going back to the community, um, right? So no one's stealing it. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's yeah. gonna it's yeah. gonna become a sell pressure at some point, so it's not beneficial for the chain. Did, did you listen to Demon when he spoke in the, um, in the, in, the, in the voice chat he before? I wasn't. I, I, I wasn't in that space. And uh, I, I think you have to uh, speak with Demon. Uh, he can explain it far I, more I can than I can. I can understand why he's calling it kind of a sort of theft in the sense that, like, it's advertised as one thing, but that's not really what it's doing. So. I get it. Like I can, you know, without using inflammatory language, I, I understand the problem. It's a messaging okay. problem where someone thinks their coins are getting burned and like, okay, fine, I'll accept my tokens being burned for this transaction thing. But then it goes to eventually future sell pressure as opposed to yeah. a true burn. It doesn't like, I don't know, it, it's, these things should be kept separate. If there's a burn mechanism, fine, let there be one. But the transaction ta uh, fee should be a separate thing. And then if there is a baked in inflation to pay the validators long term, I'm I'm fine with that. I think like until you get to a point where you have so if you have a if you okay, think about it this way. <clears throat> All right. You have an inflation mechanism to pay for the validators long term. Wonderful. That takes care of that problem. Sefi, sorry. Uh -huh. 
the yeah. last thing, and then I'm going back to listener. Um, uh, nobody spoke with um, C- with CZ Biden about this proposal. Um, and he is doing, he, he agreed to do um, the last one uh, in January. But um, the most people are thinking he will stop burning after that one. Maybe. I, I, honestly, I don't think he cares. In, in all seriousness, like, it's like no, the, the, the arguments. No, the, that's, that's, not, that's not true. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, I think Easy is super sad that he is like raising his hand for so long and that he's not getting to speak. So maybe that, do you guys agree that we should? Easy yeah, Easy. Uh, yeah, you know, you make a comment or. Before I'm we get too far, I'll just keep going in your converse, conversation. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that one. Okay. What? what? Like, what? Don't worry about him. Like, fuck. <laughs> hey, like, what's up, guys? Um, I just want to say, like, regarding that proposal, like, proposal is bullshit. Like, just, uh, just some members in TR, like, the main ones already left and. The remaining ones who are like greedy and like insect insects just want to eat money. So they did that for a fucking wallet, as Saeed was explaining for uh, before and back like yesterday. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's the case. And secondly, what can save lung? Lung can be only saved by just a merge, simple merge or like uh, what I see like my idea is just setting an algorithm between two chains luna and lunk i don't know like it, no, it may be the possible. only one that can no. save this this is the lord duke one is the only thing i yeah, think in the- lord duke <laughs> one right. needs yes, to come yes. back lord duke one we need you if you listen to this space we need your lord duke one <laughs> um easy <laughs> uh, like i i like easy's plan I think what will happen if you have IBC functioning correctly is you can do exactly what Easy says, and you can create interesting like transactional bots and silly shit between Luna and Luna Classic and other coins, by the way. And you can create different things like little ETF coins and like some fun. Like there's some different protocols that were happening on Luna before the crash, like Nebula Protocol and stuff like that, which yeah, were very, yeah, very yeah, interesting. And well, I think Sefi, Sefi things, we have a problem yeah. with that, Sefi. And the problem is, it was proposed by Demon, but then the the problem with the merge was that if we merge with 2.0, then there will be a downsizing of our amount of coin we have. So say if you have 2 million, your 2 million will become 2. No, no, no. <laughs> two, I, I was, two Luna, bro. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to, to take two like chains and sort of like... I don't know. Combine them. What I, I the, the what I think of is like some interchain um, sort of bots and things that you know help people maybe uh, own both coins or transact between them and do cool things. Um, I think yeah, like we, we're talking about like merging things. I think you're just talking about like cross chain primitives and things like that. I, I don't think anyone's really has any methodology whereby. No, no, no. So you trade one a, coin for the other. <laughs> You're like this is a painless, so, like, guys, painless and if seamless if transfer. If you take two million coins, Luna Classic, change it to 2000, 2.0, okay? 
And is this 2.0 go to a $100, man? Forget the 2 million coins, man. <laughs> you can do that um, yourself, um, Lunk, by going to Binance, selling your Lunk, and buying Luna 2. Exactly. So you can do I that already. Just, yeah. Um, so what have we been talking about for the last 10, 20 minutes? Um, let's see. Something about Binance being betrayed. Um, one thing I'd say about Binance is they have many thousands of employees and I'm sure at least one of them is tasked with keeping on, tra- on top of like what's happening on the chains, like the top like 30 chains. Um, so I'm sure they know. Um, it it didn't they... seem so. They didn't seem so till the last proposal. That's when they started moving, moving their coins to Terra Station. You know, that's interesting. If they started moving a bunch of coins around on chain, they do that for a reason. Um, I'm not sure what it is yet. Maybe it's to, well, we'll see. But there's a few reasons. They could be off wanting to offer yields to their, uh, to the, uh, the lunk holders on Binance. They could be wanting to um, distribute validator. Uh, the validator is a little bit differently. I mean, there's a few rewards. things. They but... want to burn the rewards. They don't want to burn any more money from Binance. They want to get the rewards and burn it. Now, there's something Binance could do. And, and remember, Binance know more than all of us. Uh, Binance are the most shrewd operators in crypto, and they've been here for years and years and years. So like, there's nothing we're doing that they, they don't understand. Okay, So Binance could send, uh, they could say, okay, um, if we send it to the burn wallet, you're going to remit 50%. Okay, well, then we're going to send it to a different wallet. Let's <laughs> create a new burn wallet. We're going to send it to a contract address. We're going to burn it that way. We're gonna, there's a million ways you can lose coins, guys. You can stick it on a ledger and throw it off a boat. Okay, you don't have to send it to a specific burn address. So if they want to burn coins, they can do that. They're not forced to send it to that particular address. So that's the first thing that I might think about. I, but the second thing is I still don't think Binance give a shit about like the total supply of Lunk. I think they more care about marketing spend. And so like, do they feel betrayed? No, they just think it's weird. It's just such a weird reason to rationalize inflation. Like, I understand how they got to the decision. They probably said, hmm, we need inflation. How should we introduce it without pissing off the burn guys? I know. We'll base it on how much burning happens. All right. So this way, it's never minting more than's burnt. More than's burnt. So the inflation is kind of palatable. It's kind of like digestible by the community. So I, I kind of understand how they got to that point, but it's still like such a retarded, <laughs> retarded rationalization for like how, how much you burn and why you burn or how much you mint. And because, you know, we're kind of talking in circles here, but something that's becoming very apparent, it's like, hmm, we need several hundred thousand dollars a year to run the infrastructure to keep this chain living. We only have $200,000 in the community pool. Where does the money come from? Do we either? (laughs) But this is not complicated. Do we mint? Demon just told told that Binance sent about trillions coins of split it in in 10 10 wallets uh, and they stake it on the validators, about trillions of stone billions. Not up to, not up to trillion. Yeah, there's a few reasons they might do that. Um, They offer to some networks the ability to like stake, quote unquote, through Binance. And they give you like a chunk of the yield, but they keep some for themselves. That's the first thing. I don't know if they do that for Lunk. Maybe that's what they're thinking of offering. Second reason is I mean, they might have some concern or some risk. So like one thing I was thinking about the other day when I was thinking about how to exploit the Lunk chain 
is the value of the Oracle pool is probably higher, like $50 million is higher than 51% of the total staked lunk. So like the cost of acquiring the, the Oracle pool could be less than just buying like a certain amount of lunk and staking it, which is still like a retarded way to make money because as soon as someone realizes that you've like proposed to like drain the Oracle pool, like lunk's going to dump. So like that's a retarded thing. But, but there's these little weird incentives and risks that get, get kind of strange on these kinds of chains where you're not really sure what's going on. Um, so, I mean, like there are many reasons why Binance might want to stake some lunk, but we can't know for sure what their intentions are. Well, guys, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys um, need to go. Uh, I say to everyone in the space, have a nice day, nice night. And let's vote to make Cecil, Oxir, and Luna Vichev president, co-president, and CEO from Luna Classic. And we're going to go forwards. And don't forget, right. to, fo- don't forget to follow, yeah. don't forget to follow Cecil, Oxir, and Luna Vichev. And buy more Luna Punks to support Luna V-Shave, everyone. And I see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm going to quit my job and do this shit for a living. Yeah. Governance then proposals I can be broke like Xerox years here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, quit, quit your job. Become like a nomad like me. And we just put in governance proposals all the time. Like, hey, we need $100,000 to be like the, uh, the board of directors. And then we just sit and just like read governance posts all day. Super easy. Let's, let's do it. He's got his mic on over there. <laughs> so. I think so. Um, yeah, Q and N. What's what you up to, man? Q and N. The cat. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you What's for great conversations and speech. Really, thank you so much. And. Um, and uh, I listen to as well. And uh, I would like to say something about my idea, actually. Um, you know, a moment, please. Um, more than 95% of assets are owned and uh, controlled uh, by two persons, right? You know who is them. Uh, less than five percent of assets uh, are in the hands of. Now, who is the decision maker now? Who has the authority? Okay, there are three separate issues, and it's financial, technical, and authority. I think that, and the community doesn't take any initiative in all three issues, and I think. As a community, we only hope and development and evidence like that. What, what will two people do with their nearly six trillion assets? They will sell, they will burn, or they will use for manipulation? We don't know anything about that. And will they tire the community or make them give up? Maybe. I think that first is financial. Big burns should come to without any negotiation. I think that. And second, is technically blockchain should repeatedly without request and allocation budget from community pool. And third, is utility. 
new investors should invest or we convince them, you know, we convince them about the blockchain is working as well. And we, as we are a community, we don't have any uh, huge and effective uh, initiative. You know, all the initiative hand of two people, you know. This is my, this is my, uh, my, and this is my idea. Just we have to be careful and we have to be honest about some issues, you know, and about that. All decisions and all authority hand of two people. We have to be honest about that, right? Uh, fill Thank me you. in, by the way. Who, who are the two people you're talking about exactly? And the clone and CZ, you know, because they have a huge amount. Assets. Oh, okay. You're saying just the token ownership. Yeah, thank you. Well, what can you do to someone's money? They own it and it's theirs. What can you do? If they say, oh, I don't want to burn it, what do you do? You force them to burn it? I think people could get arrested <laughs> for that, right? Remember when uh, I posted, like, um, at some point, like, to threaten CZ to, like, uh, you know, implement some kind of burn mechanism? Remember I said I would burn all his tokens? I would I would make everyone vote to burn all of Binance, all the tokens on Binance. Yeah. It got a lot of retweets. That was the most retweets I've ever had for a tweet that I've ever had. Was the one where I threatened to burn all of their coins. That's vote, why. Was that's why funny. Binance is staking now because that's they're why they're scared. staking now. They're like, "Fuck these guys. We're not messing with them ever again." Right. Right. That's why. That's why Bruce is always shit talking, right? Because he's getting a lot of likes and retweets. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce is going to be careful because he works with Binance, so he can't be shit talking Binance all the yeah, time. Yeah, true, true, true. He's he's working for Binance, and he's uh, also Do Kwan, so he needs to. Yeah, it depends on the watch day. out. Hey, Matt, did you catch some of our earlier discussion? Yeah, Q uh, Q and N. Yeah, your points are very well taken. By the way, like, yeah, these core issues. Um, yeah, what what are the solutions for them and such is not really clear. And remember, a lot of Binance's tokens are not necessarily just their own. A lot of Binance's tokens are user funds as well. So just be aware of that. Uh, we just heard that FTX actually have some um, Luna Classic that's been, or USD that's been held yes. by Binance as well. Yes, the FTX. Um, like all the, all the lunk on FTX, that's burnt now, right? That's locked up in legal battles for two years yeah three there's years. lunk uh there's luna classic uh locked up on voyager and their bankruptcy proceedings yeah. i there know you go. My, my dad has some <laughs> that's how i I'm know i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> but but there's a viral tweet whoever gets there first hey guys announcing the biggest lunk burn yet you know how much it's like i don't know how much lunk. i don't know seven figures of lunk probably like dollar value probably eight i don't know I have no idea. It's all gone. Burnt. What happens Thank you. to Sefi's dad? Sefi's dad still wants his coins. They all belong to Sefi's dad. So we need to get them back as soon as we can. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Matt? Matt? Might busy. He might be busy or something. He's I wanted to ask him about proposal. his proposal. Yeah, exactly. He's putting together the tweet, the burn tweet. While we're waiting for that, uh, Jersey. Uh, any comments about this uh, situation or whatever? <laughs> Any ideas? 
Uh, sorry, before that, um, Anne, you can actually DM Matt, you know, to put some things you'd like to see on the reverse proposal. Yeah, Anne? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in this idea of, um, I, I think some of the different dApps and things, if either they had their own coin or if you spin up some community tokens that can be used for transactions while still having a burn narrative, this combination uh, to me seems to solve for both situations at one level or the other. Now, even with that burn narrative, you'd still have to have some baseline inflation uh, in order to sort of like supply validators permanently. Once you have that problem solved, people can stop voting on all that nonsense, right? Like you need to have like the, val there should never be a doubt that the validators are gonna get paid. Um, that's a bad thing long-term. So that doubt needs to be removed no matter what. And if you have a, an inflationary model for that, and then simultaneously, if the, the chain is doing really well, then the burn mechanism goes into high gear. That makes sense to me and would, would overcome the inflationary mechanism at some point in the future if it was, if it was powerful enough. But we shouldn't assume that the chain is going to be, de be deflationary by default if there's no way to pay the validators with that mechanism. And that's really the core problem that I see. Validators right are not worried on Luna Classic at this time. I don't know. I haven't heard any validator complain about being scared of not being paid. Um, well, they're getting paid now just fine. Um, and into the foreseeable future for the next year, year and a half, however long it takes to deplete that. Um, so I'm assuming that they're not worried that at the end of the day, some sort of governance proposal is going to be rushed into place and stuck in place. The point is like, I wouldn't suggest waiting till the last minute to fix that problem, right? Like there should be a plan in place like immediately. Um, what I would suggest, and I know nobody likes it, <laughs> like you have a baseline inflation rate that covers that. Um, even if it's a small amount, like even if it's like, um, um, I don't know, like a 5% inflation rate or something like that, or 3% even. So whatever, it whatever number that is to sort of help make sure that the validators are going to run no matter what. And then they could start, you could stop dipping from the Oracle pool simultaneously. Um, honestly, like there shouldn't be an Oracle pool at all. Like you just have an inflationary mechanism for the validator component. And maybe to make the meme really good, you just burn the entirety of the Oracle pool after that, right? So immediately, or have some mechanism to burn that while simultaneously creating inflationary mechanisms or something. Just some, whatever creates the best meme, you do that. Um, so that, you know, it sounds good on paper. Um, but yeah, like, like all these different community and Oracle pools and different things, it's just like, uh, it's just too confusing. And I don't know, there's way too much governance bullshit going on in my view. Like the base chain should have very, very few governance things happening. Like it should be largely immutable and people that build on it should largely expect it's not going to change every five minutes. It'd be like, imagine if you're creating an app for the Apple App Store and Apple decides that like, oh, you have to change all the colors of your app to meet our, our requirements by next week. Then the app developers will be like, oh shit, we got to like rebuild this thing. Um, so yeah, like the base protocol shouldn't have too many changes. And if they're made, they should be done over very long periods of time where where dApps and everything else can respond and adjust and everything else. And you're not surprising Binance with shit every five minutes or whatever. Centralized exchanges aren't going to put up with all that shit for too long, right? They're just going to either ignore you or just get irritated or they make one bad tweet saying you guys are morons. Next thing you know, like the price goes down or something like that. That's yeah. not good. 
right? So yeah, I'm I'm really pleased. Like Luna Classic is a big social experiment. It's the first time ever the community has taken a blockchain from zero and tried to run it from scratch with very minimal understanding of what the hell is going on. And I feel privileged to to watch and to see how it plays out and what mistakes are made, so that on next time um, we, if this ever happens again, we know what to expect. And this is already really useful for me to understand yeah. how the, the, this kind of audience will approach a blockchain from a governance point of view. So I know for my own blockchains that I, that I work on, what to expect and how to sort of avoid these pitfalls and what kind of thoughts and what kind of thinking yeah, this, emerges. What you're saying is this entire process, if you pay attention, is a fantastic lesson in, in like yeah. how people yeah, think, how people govern, like how long it takes a message to get through um you know how long it takes for like like even a narrative shift it takes almost like in blockchain space like to spread a narrative and to sort of get it to seed into everyone's hearts it's like a six months initiative like it's not instantaneous um so when you like and then if you look at like the burn narrative and the binance narrative that emerged right after the terra crash that was because all the world's eyes were on terra right like everyone was searching terra what happened to this thing Oh look, this coin—it's the volatility, and look, it's—it's it's in the green, and blah blah blah, and everyone jumped in. Uh, recreating that type of drama again is almost impossible. Uh, so, mm. like that type of attention is really difficult to get in any product, much less a blockchain product. Um, and yeah. that's that—that's what benefited Luna Classic initially with a massive infusion of cash and a big pump and everything. Um, how do you repeat there was that over psychology? Yeah, what's interesting about Bitcoin um, in particular is because of its hash rate reward, you know, drop, which is called the happening that people kind of lovingly call it like every four years or so, that creates a narrative that we can all expect to play out over like a year period of time. Um, it would be fun in, in like this is what I was talking about with the blockchain designs I was describing before, like having specialized narratives for the different coins. Like, let's say, for example, every year some weird event happens. Like everyone looks forward to it, like almost like a lunar eclipse or some shit, right? Like actually call it the lunar eclipse. It's like moons anyway. Um, but anyway, like you have these like things that generate buzz, but they're programmatic. They're, they're scheduled or maybe like random events, like you mentioned, like validator slashing will happen in a week. So just like you have enough time to act upon it and generate a whole lot of like gamification and people moving coins around. It creates like, you know, maybe you, if you have to do this, you'll have some burn tax, but at the same time, you know, maybe you'll get a you know, better yield or something like that. Um, so, you, you know, processes to improve decentralization, to improve the fun of the game of owning these tokens, of bouncing them all over the place, um, learning the protocols and stuff. If people realize like you have a really, really great sort of like interesting tokenomics and stuff happening, you'll get a lot of people just playing around. Like right now, like most blockchains, all you can do is like stake your coins there and just look at them, right? Like like if you go to Adam or something, you put your coins there and like maybe the price goes down, it goes up. There's truly literally nothing you can do with your Adam tokens. And that to me, sometimes some ways is a feature like, okay, fine. That's what I use it for. Nothing. I just park it there and hope it goes up. And other chains though, like you, I think there's going to be a, a role for interesting tokenomics and scheduled programmatic chaos where like interesting events like this happen and you jump around chains. That's why I think like uh, having a transactional coin on Luna Classic 
makes sense and you leave the burn mechanism or do some burn mechanism that's really good for the primary chain and you could get best of both worlds. So what, what the big innovations of the next, I think, two years will be is using the technology of interchain security within La Cosmos chains and coming up with really cool things to do with sub chains, you know, or what they call, um, I guess, daughter chains. I don't know what you want to call these things, um, but the sub sub chains that you create um, and having interesting tokenomics. And you could build tokenomics specific for incentives. Like if you want a coin that's designed to spend, okay, make it have a high inflation rate so people spend it. I'll give an example of that. Like I have Stargaze tokens. So what do I do with them? So with my Stargaze tokens, um, which is on the Stars Stargaze network, I tend to use them to use my yield to buy NFTs. Why do I do that? Because the thing has like a 60% inflation rate, right? So if I have like, you know, 10 grand worth of Stars tokens, I'm making enough Stars tokens truly every three days or something like that to basically go and buy like a reasonably priced or reasonably expensive NFT every few days if I want to. So then the, the NFT producers get a benefit because the stakers have a way to spend their money. And that inflation model helps for buying NFTs. So maybe one of the sub chains on Luna Classic would have a very high inflation rate and you do it on purpose because people want that for some reason. And then you have other ones like the main chain, which has the burn mechanism deflation. Okay, cool. So that becomes your, your store of value narrative. And then you have like, you know, yet another chain with maybe like, a, or with a 5% you know, inflation rate. And that can be used for other purposes, or maybe the transaction fees on that particular subchain are zero. And they can be used for like, you know, high frequency trading operations or something like that. So you want to have like lots of reasons to build lots of different types of dApps within your ecosystem. And like it or not, the interchain security upgrades to Cosmos are happening, whether you like it or not. So if you don't use that tech on your chain, you just won't be competitive with the other chains that do. And I think uh, creative ways to create really cool gamification of those parallel chains early on is something that's worth considering as kind of like a killer app for any of the um, any of the possible blockchains. But if I think back to like when I when I use different cryptos, different things I used to use on Luna Chain, uh, like you know some of the sub tokens like Kujira or Spectrum Protocol or whatever. Each of them had slightly useful or not useful tokenomics. And the ones that favored benefiting the end user, like you and me, the ones that were not ripping us off, the ones that were not like, I don't know, like Spectrum Protocol, I remember had like a really nice burn mechanism and that was really popular. So revenue from their protocol ended up burning um, some of their token and that sort of like made people interested in the coin. Um, the coins that like were miserable tokenomics, people learned about them, everyone spread FUD about them, and everyone exited those tokens. <laughs> like, so you really have to have good tokenomics to get a good narrative going. Um, otherwise, eventually, a few influential people in the community will say, hey, this thing is stupid. We all, we, you, nobody else should buy this because look at the crap tokenomics. And eventually, like, you'll, it'll be flooded to oblivion. So it's, um, it's really important for each chain or each dApp or whatever to have the least fuddable token or chain possible to where like every aspect of the tokenomics is like near perfection. And typically when it comes to these things, um, the, some of the biggest complaints have been tokenomics problems like DEXs, for example. 
DEXs suffer from these horrific, like inflationary token models that suck for like anyone that holds the thing <laughs> and like LPers get screwed. Um, there's all these negative components. So it's like eventually what ends up you discovering in crypto spaces, most of the coins that function as some sort of security, security meaning like the primary project has a lot of the base token, like the teams have huge allocations in the beginning. Most of those lead to like hideous selling pressure in the beginning. But not only that, but afterwards, as those tokens get depleted, those teams don't have a functional way to stay in business. They don't have a way to get paid. And that creates a whole other set of problems. So it's like, to me, really, really simple chains without a lot of functions that would have great tokenomics are going to beat out complicated tokens with a million governance proposals and a bunch of bullshit tokenomics and like decisions all the time. Because there's going to be so many ways to make simple chains. Why in the world would anyone want one that has so much uncertainty around it, right? So these are things that I think um, are core principles that should generally be addressed is perfect, perfect, perfect tokenomics, first and foremost, and then everything else comes afterwards. Um, you know, like, that's always Surfie, what I'm looking for. Surfie, that's that's, that, that's the saying, holy grail. That's the holy grail I'm always looking for, right? Go ahead. You keep saying your chain. I think you should, you should say our chain. You know, I feel like you're always taking yourself out of this community. I feel like, well, what, so I, what I mean is like this any chain. I'm just talking about like generically chains, right? Like these should be things you should be looking for in anything you invest in, in terms of blockchain space. I don't mean this one or that one. I'm just speaking generically. Like, uh, you know, it, if you were to write down what the perfect chain would be with all the best features you could possibly imagine, what would that be? And then what is our chain missing? in that recipe and what could we do better to get to the so-called like nirvana chain or whatever that might be the one that you would want to own that's really the way to look at this and you know and it tends to be very very piecemeal oh let's fix this problem and then fix that problem but the grand vision what is it exactly and how do we get everything to flow to that vision um it, it, each proposal that emerges right should support ultimately the central vision or the central narrative right and if we don't have a central narrative, you get all these random bullshit proposals that some of them will pass, some of them won't, and some of them won't actually fit the narrative. So then it's like, wait, I told my friends they're buying the chain because it does this. And now it does this all of a sudden. That's what Anne was complaining about. And she's probably rightfully right, right to be complaining about that problem <laughs> anyway. And she's not even here now to hear the praise. So she's going to cry later and when I make fun of her again. And like, you know, like, she's like, Sefi, you made fun of me in spaces again. I'm like, bullshit. You didn't. You weren't here when I praised you. Ears, yeah, you were saying. Uh, so one really nice scam protocol that launched on Terra One was something called Prism. Um, Prism was really good because it let people speculate on the already pumping price of Luna with additional derivatives like the yield and the principal, and then they could sort of say, hey, "Well, Pr Prism saved me a lot of money, man." I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that for effect because one of the original founders of Prison Protocol is listening right now. So um, it let you speculate additionally more, more like, ooh, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Stuff on top of the already pumping Luna. Now, what do we know about Lunk? We know it's been down only for months and months and months. So the expectation is it's going to keep going down. So we should create the same kind of idea, same kind of speculation idea, except is Lunk going to keep going down? So we need options. We need calls and puts. 
and we need to make it simple, but we don't, we don't want to give it like calls and puts and straddles and all that shit. People will understand it. It's like down lunk. I'm going to swap my lunk for down lunk and I'm going to swap my lunk for up lunk. And it's kind of like opening call and put positions and you can redeem it later on. That, that is the kind of thing that maybe could find some traction, like a simple, simple app that lets you speculate on up or down. And then you get a bunch of like frenzied clicking. And then another interesting thing they brought in was you turn up every day and you click a button and confetti comes out of it. And uh, if you do that, you get some points. <laughs> That's like, like, but there was obviously like the, the, na- the narrative always has to be, yeah, yeah. The, the narrative has to be much, much bigger. Like, and, and to be fair, you know, like, you know, what's the vision? It's something bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a button and you click it, you get confetti and you get points. And if you have more points, you get more yield. There you go. Now you have another reason for people to turn up. Ryan Lyon is now down thumbing. I yeah. thought you got more and yield for more points. Ryan knows enough about the space <laughs> and has been has dealt with some protocols and dealt with Prism and everything. Like he could probably tell you, like, well, what were the weaknesses in Prism? Like, how are we going to fund LPs and different things? Um, so yeah, like the ability to sort of poke holes in your own uh, system and then figure out what to do about it. Um, like if you have gone through this before and realized, wait, the design had these flaws and how could we avoid those flaws in the future or how could we incentivize differently? Um, yeah, guys like him would certainly know uh, a little bit about it. <laughs> hey, Ryan, what's up? Good evening. I just got off a two and a half hour Senate, Kujira Senate spaces grilling. Um, wow. Yeah. How was that circle jerk? Did you enjoy it? Oh, gosh, it was uh, it was. It was hard work. Um, Did anyone address the elephant in the room, which is that you need inflation immediately right now? I did actually say at one point that validators were currently unsustainable based on the current yield and that I would be prioritizing any projects that would be bringing uh, additional yield to the chain. So uh, it went around the the circle, zero XS. I basically mentioned the same thing to the classic community here. I was like, look, like if you don't have a base inflationary yield, there's no great way to ensure the validators long term. And you could do things like revenue-based burn mechanisms or revenue-based yield also, which uh, is fine. Uh, but first and foremost, it's like you, it's almost impossible to get away from the inflationary piece of the puzzle. It's do, yeah, um, it's that growing up piece that not a lot of protocols have have figured out yet, right? And you know, on Cosmos, we just see perpetual uh, token inflation. Um, I guess they're they're trying to figure out ways around it with MEV and mesh security and interchain security and alliance and all these fun things that hopefully will like start to bring some some yield but we need like much bigger tvls and um market caps to to get anywhere near that um while i'm on stage i I can see there's the guy here from luna punks Um, i just wanted to say i am the owner of luna punks number two and if anyone would like to buy it from me please uh please dm me our current highest offer is two million lunk, uh, but that's well below my asking price. But la la. it is oh, it is Luna Punks number two. It was the first one that was ever uh, minted outside of the team. Um, oh, that's a good one. Oh, geez, it's, it's got a high score. Shoot, it's got like twelve point six. Can you post it so I can Brian. see? 
I'll post. I'll, I'll if I'll, I'll go on mute and I'll find the original post from when I got it and I'll post it in the uh, comments here. Oh man, yeah. we finally Show found him. Individual NFTs. Finally man. found him. <laughs> Ryan Lyon is a serial ME NFT first mentor. Um, he also cleaned the house on Space Loot. If you remember that, we all found it pretty early. And he went in and, and I said, "How many have you minted, Ryan?" Because they were free. And he said, "Oh, like you know, ten or twenty or something." In reality, he'd minted all of them, and he was done. And then we couldn't get any more. So that was pretty hey, disappointing. Yeah, but seriously, Ryan, how much? How much? Uh, so you bought that one for one Luna, right? Back in the days, and how much was the Luna price back then? Oh, it probably would have been in around the eighty dollars, like seventy. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. like seventy to yeah, ninety. That's, that's crazy, bro. That's cool. But just to clarify, I I didn't mint all of the all of the space loots, but I did make lots of like lunar money on it, and then it lost it all in the crash anyway, so it was all completely pointless. But so now right. you want to sell it to also um, Ox ears can use our money and watch it as a social experiment. That's right. Well, it's mainly to pay HMRC because, as you all know, our tax year is April to April, so all of our gains across that fantastic run. Are then immediately decimated in May, so we all owe HMRC about five hundred thousand pounds. If anyone's taking notes, uh, I had another sort of theory about sort of like burns and NFTs that um, I was kind of working on um, that you might want to consider incorporating, and that is like, okay, take your Luna Classic, you burn it for a NFT token. These are infinite tokens, meaning like you can print any number of them. Uh, but let's say they cost a certain amount. I don't know what, you know, maybe, you know, a hundred thousand lunk or a million or whatever, whatever number you want to put together. And you would use these NFTs um, as part of the staking mechanism for the secondary coins I was mentioning earlier. So your, your, your transactional coins and other coins, and that would change like your, it would change your um, yield rate. It'd be very similar to PRISM tokens back in the day when you had more prism tokens you could get to like a right the proper balance of these things and if you got the proper balance so let's say you had um i don't know like let's call it the um i don't know i'm trying to think of a name here uh you have the luna classic 2 coin or whatever that is is uh available and the yield on that would be higher if you held more of these nfts and you'd have to have like a proportional amount for the amount of NFTs you had, I'm sorry, for the amount of coins you had staked in order to maximize the yield that you're getting for that particular thing. And that's how you would create a burn mechanism is through this process. So you burn some of your lunk for future yield on these other coins and things like that. So this is how you could keep the burn mechanism on the primary coin while also creating like additional burn incentives that are perpetual. They don't ever go away. And I don't know, you'd have to work on all the little nuances of tokenomics, but I like this idea of like a unilateral conversion of your primary chain token into a digital object that you need for other things. So you create like a, I don't know, a flywheel effect or artificial demand for something. Um, and that way, like the burn mechanism is like, there's full transparency of why you're buying this thing and that you're benefiting the burn or whatever. It's like, you know, and it creates a reason why someone's going to create hold the primary token, but it also creates a reason why you, why you might want to burn the primary token 
to hold these extra sort of assets to do funny things with. Um, so you gamify the entire thing, essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, there could be some fun ways to like maybe incentivize liquidity providers as well. So for example, if you have more of these things, the LPs um, maybe get some of the, the burned loot or something. <laughs> like, you know, so you, you create a revenue stream for LPs uh, on the DEXs and things like that. So there, there could be some fun mechanisms. Um, that was one of the problems on Prism, if I recall, Ryan. Like at the end of the day, there wasn't a clear way to fund the LPs, if I could recall. And I think you guys are working on that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like, time, it's, Prism. I find Prism really, really frustrating um, because, like, it was work. Like, it worked as advertised. We weren't like one of the protocols that were reliant on UST. So it's really unfortunate, just like where. Prism was built in terms of like how bad it was. Like obviously, whatever happened, it would have been bad. But like, the, they had we had to completely rebuild because the blockchain died. Hence why, um, hence why, like they're now building out in uh, like Prism Chain because at least if you build out Prism Chain to a certain extent, you're masters of your own destiny uh, versus like being reliant upon the 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 blockchain that you're that, that you're sitting on top of as a as a smart card contract protocol. So yeah, I mean like it's like I <laughs> has probably like has some comments, but like you're, I think, you're like, Ryan. To, are you are you part of Prism uh developers? I I, I did I used to work for Prism, uh, but not currently do you do you have some some alpha for us? Because there was I think a couple of months back there was Prism tweeting out that they think about working on Luna Classic again. So I, as a as a degen, I went I went to Prism and bought a bunch of coins. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do was, you have any intel? What, on I mean, that? what I would say about like Prism Classic, from, from from what I know, from I guess from what I can say, is like when they turned staking back on, it made like Prism Protocol to a certain extent like a. Um, it, it it could have been a functioning protocol again uh, on Terra because it was it was primarily based on the speculation on the yield token, uh, the yield and the and the principal token, the governance power, I guess you could say, um, of, of like the Luna token split into these derivatives. So it could have worked. Uh, it probably could have been quite easily fixed. Uh, and then the burn tax thing happened and that screwed up like a load of contracts and also made like the protocol uh, not viable because you, you're typically tra trading on like relatively low margins. And obviously if you're, if you're uh, taking like 1.2% hit on all your transactions, that's going to that's going to hurt. So like, and, and also needed smart but, contracts. But is it feasible with a 0.2% tax? Uh, I mean, like uh, it would need some contract rewriting. Like if I was, if I was terror rebels, honestly, like if I was terror rebels or one of these other projects that, the, you know, the saviors of Lunk or whatever, I would be like going to like prison protocol and being like, uh, like, what can we do here? Can we like take over the protocol and make it work for, for Lunk? Because like it's a, like a pretty fun like DeFi protocol that w that could work like relatively easily on on Luna Classic. With, That's like, what I came up here to ask. Um, I'm not sure if you actually are an official, uh, you know, uh, you know, founder of Prism um, as X years you know, <laughs> I do to be. I mean, you were talking. You sound you know quite knowledgeable about it. So it I, sounds like you I, are. I I did work for Prism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, why are we deferring to Terra Rebels to fix the shit if you're right here and you know you know what's wrong with it? Like why why don't you fix your well, house? Well, I mean, like 
firstly, I, I don't work for Prism anymore. Just, just to make oh. that clear, like, I did oh, used okay, to work good. for Prism, but I, I don't currently. Um, so like, there's a few things that like, again, like moving to Prism, moving to its own chain, like enables the uh, protocol to actually make the, the validators do some of the work at like the fundamental level. And there's a couple of things in Prism protocol that like require, um, va- like require the protocol itself to do work um, without requiring um, your users to go and interact with smart contracts directly, which no one likes to do and is, is fiddly as hell. So like there's, uh, there's like claiming and like uh, claiming and distributing the rewards uh, uh, was one of the actions uh, vesting uh, the prism tokens uh, like compounding pr- x prism were all reliant on pom bots which were like funded and and, and managed by the protocol uh, and then um as i say like the burn tax like changing like the 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 blockchain itself required like smart contracts maintenance so i guess like uh, someone needs to be incentivized to do that work. Like, obviously, like the the prism are focused on like their relaunch on 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 uh, on their own chain. So, like, I was just you know, it, it's just me like literally spitballing on a space in. Um, why doesn't I love spitballing, uh, man? Why do why doesn't <laughs> why doesn't terror you know? It, it's it's a little bit of work for a lot of like benefit, like you know. Um, and maybe like they'd be given yeah. some like big share I, of the like the tokens or something. I, don't know. I tend to agree. Like uh, on the one hand, like uh, you know, like the emergency allocation fund for Luna, like is allocating to um, a substantial amount of funds to to some Prism to Hyperion's group and everything to try to like do some things on Terra V two. But on the same at the same time, there is this like push to try to make you know a separate chain. I think. Astroport is thinking similar things. Mars, of course, uh, is building their own chain. It's because they're all terrorized, Sefi, by what happens. Like a lot of these protocols, the ones that you see move to their own chain are the ones that that died because of uh, the chain. They weren't just like UST yield redirectors, right? Yeah. And then, like, there's other, like, there's other, there's other, like, permissions, like blockchains where. Again, like you, like like places like Osmosis, places like Kajira, which are like permissioned uh, blockchains where you can't, you know, you have to p- ask permission every time you deploy a contract. So, like, you want to be masters of your own destiny, and that's why you're seeing all these app chains like spin up. Like, most of them will die, uh, but the best ones will will thrive. Yeah, if you do app chains well, you have better functionality than than DApps will have in terms of uh, just the types of things you can do with Cosmwasm directly. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think if you talk about things that really work at a deep level, say for example, like Pr- Prism that tries to con- convert your asset like Luna Classic into like the principal portion and the yield portion um, and do these interesting things, um, not having to get permission from your primary chain in a sense um, and getting all those same effects and also be able to do multiple chains of refraction um, makes perfect sense via IBC as opposed to on any given chain. Um, even if like, even if Prism needs like a satellite DAP on those chains that they have to communicate with using their their primary chain, that still works fine too. But I think um, Prism still I think has a lot to offer in terms of like what it does because one of the problems we have in crypto is that um, governance uh, votes 
and uh, like yield acquisition and some of these other things sometimes represent like um, problems as far as um, what should I, how should I say this? Like governance centralization and other issues. So it's like the ability to split governance and yield into separate things so that people that want yield can do that. But people that want governance can acquire governance tokens does make some sense uh, to me. And I thought Prism in that regard was always um, an interesting experiment. But anyway. What was yeah. the TVL, Ryan? It was like, you got like, 600 almost a billion dollars we peaked around 800 million um if you were you double go. counting like other liquid staking derivative providers on terror where you could probably have squeezed it to a billion but that's the uh i was i was lucky i was lucky that most of my a lot of my um luna was on prism because while the crash was happening even though there's a dpeg from the coin price and i had to lose another 15 percent to sell I at least got to actually exit a lot of money off of the yeah. system, whereas a lot of people that were not liquid staked. I was I was life. really smart and had a lot of C well like yeah prison derivatives and B Luna, but um, unfortunately yeah, kept, just held onto it for way 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 too. Long, I kept but, yeah, Ryan. I kept most of my Y Luna and P Luna. Remember, I had a lot of spaces where I mentioned I was doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And the benefit there was I got the airdrop for Luna V two simultaneously to be able to exit. So I've, like, if anyone fucked everyone else over, it was me. <laughs> you know, like, why did that surprise me, Sefi? Prism saved me a lot of money in a sense. Like it just did. Like so, I, it is what it is. But th- th- then again, I I clearly broadcasted and advertised exactly what I was doing. It wasn't like like on Prism at least. Like I specifically said like, hey, I only use like fifteen or twenty percent um, leverage on Anchor. I don't go crazy with this sort of shit. I always want to be able to unwind my position. And it's I a, like it's a good example of where like a liquid staking derivative is like really proven its value. That and be that and be Luna especially, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting, but um, yeah. So, so like, I, I clearly broadcasted why I was doing what I was doing and why it would be potentially um, like now. At the same time, I kind of got lucky in a sense that I didn't know how the I didn't know there was going to be a Luna version two. I didn't know there was going to be an airdrop for that, and I had no idea what the parameters for deciding that was. And some of the Luna, the Prism sta- uh, users like. I think who had like only C Luna or something got screwed pretty badly. So they were kind of pissed. Um, so it was a really interesting one. So it was the holders of the holders of Y Luna didn't get the Luna airdrop, which wasn't our decision uh, at Prism because, you know, I think you, you want to try and be as fair to everyone as you possibly can. But um, I guess like the, the advertisement was that, that, that P Luna was the the perpetual right to to the underlying Luna, and like Terra just decided that's the that's the way we're going to swing it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah. For the record, before uh, I know Anne's got a hand up, but for the record, everyone here, Ryan and whatever chap were pretty much responsible for the success of Prism in my eyes, and getting the word out, doing the BD, getting the knowledge out, and and sort of the understanding out there to everyone on Twitter. And um, I think, yeah, it's it's a shame. I agree. It's a shame. Today I'm uh, I'm uh, getting interrogated to whether I'm appropriate to be a Kajira senator. How the well, I'd like falling. to pick your brain along with Sefi's um, after Anne, um, you know, throws her question or comment uh, regarding the uh, the liquid staking derivative um, 
like Sefi and I have uh, had a few chats before regarding that, and I kind of want to circle back to it now that we're back on the topic. I've got you Go blocked ahead, for some reasons, but I'm I don't know why, but uh, I'm going to unblock you in a. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to say amnesty. anything. I wasn't going to say anything. I, you know, I, I picked a bone about that in the uh, Skeleton Punks Discord. You know, but I wasn't going to like you know just deep dive into it. Like maybe you hated me for something I said. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I've I've unblocked you, and sorry for whatever happened. Hey, each one reach one, man. Come by, yeah. So, what was the question? Oh, this, um, I was going to defer to Anne. Um, she had her hand up this, uh, you know, this time. I'm not going to go ahead and you know sidetrack and derail. I gave like, Anne she, compliments. She's been cut off. Uh, yeah, she was cut that... off plenty of times. Realized in the recording that I gave compliments to Anne while Anne while she was gone. So Anne, um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I, I I just came back to apologize um, uh, for my um, I, I, for my uh, slip of the tongue, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I was um, well. Um, serious about what i was going to say but i didn't say it in the right way um and i should have be um i should have made a list um a writing list what i was going to say uh, so i could say it better in a better way and with more um um rest uh uh, so I want to apologize for my, um, um, yeah. Oh, you're, you're fine. I think we sort of got it. These are, okay. these are complicated things to discuss, especially if like English isn't your native language and all, and you're trying to sort it all out. It's okay. Yeah. But, but I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't very, uh, uh, friendly and very, very, um, kind. So, um, therefore I won't want to apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. No You're fine. We didn't. Okay. I don't think anyone took any offense. You're fine. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank so, you. No, no problem. Mad, mad men. So you had some liquid staking questions. Ryan certainly would be the one to ask. Yeah. Um, well, it, it comes down to some of the underlying risks. Like you and I have talked about. Um, you know, one of the main risks uh, that are effectively the you know the peg, and possibly like a you know, I guess an undelegation run on the. You know the staked assets that are you know that are underlying for that i wanted to kind of think a little outside the box and you know kind of i wouldn't say discuss but you know a- ask more so like what could be what what individuals like what would individuals see as a potential risk for lp stake derivatives uh as collateral for you know a borrowing lending protocol um, like we have the the B Luna Luna I think, contracts. I, I think uh, Luna, I actually Luna. think that would probably. Like, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, that would probably be like more risky than using the um, state derivative itself. The reason I um, the the reason I, mean, I say reason. The, the reason I say that um, I'm just kind of working this out in my head. Uh, uh, so so like we saw. I don't have many examples, but I saw an attack on uh, Stada near X, uh, uh, near uh, liquid state derivative. And what happened there was someone 
managed to like hack the minting basically so they minted themselves a shitload of near x and they went and drained the liquidity pools of all the actual near on the other side of the uh, liquidity pool right um whereas like they could like i guess like the protocol could figure out where those near were minted and like stop do something to stop the like any state uh, near that underlies the the liquid staking derivative from being stolen. I don't know the exact technicalities around that. So like this is, like if you're using the state derivative as as a collateral, at least there's some sort of like stop mechanism that maybe you could do on your side of the protocol or like on the on the staking derivative owners like side of the protocol. Whereas if it's like the someone draining the liquidity pool and the liquidity pool is collateral, that could to like fall over very quickly. Gotcha. I'm going to take some time to think about that. Yeah. The, in general too, um, a criticism I've heard about, uh, liquid state derivatives is incentivizing the LPs for those two, um, which generally is like a neutral position. Um, it's usually like the liquid stake versus the primary token LP. Um, but yeah, like anytime there's a run on the bank, so to speak, where suddenly a lot of people are selling, there typically is a DPEG of price, which is frustrating. So you think you're holding this like liquid staked coin, um, but possibly the exact moment where it matters to you to be able to sell, which is what happened to me when Terra crashed. Um, I had like Y Luna and C Luna derivatives on Prism. And at that exact moment that you want to sell is the same moment everyone else wants to. And there's no buying pressure. So there's no ARB mechanism left over to sort of like repeg everything. Uh, there's just like these sellers overwhelm the arbitragers essentially. And what you end up having is like um, in order to sell, yeah, you can sell your stake derivatives, but you might be selling them at an additional 15% loss on top of the fact that your your coin has sort of crashed or something like that. So yeah, it's when there's I think a that's like, with- that's the, every, like everyone understands that's like, that's the convenience fee of like liquid stake derivatives. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I, I, I always, I always think that they should trade under peg, whether they're uh, also compounding or, or or static. Like because there's your you've got a advantage in in holding that uh, token. So like, right. I think it's expected. But like as you say, like in your situation, you were able to take a fifteen percent haircut and get out of there versus yeah. someone who was fully staked and was stuck there for twenty one days. Yeah, no, I, I'm not complaining that that was the problem, but I think a lot of people, when they buy these things, they probably don't notice that's a problem, right? Like if you've lived through that before and you understand the mechanics, I think it's fine. But I think the average user of these things um, may not fully understand. They might say, see the benefits of like... The market has matured massively though, right? That's like, true. Because like, there's always zero, new... Zero, zero X is con- <laughs> it was kind of like in the first like May DPEG in 20... 21 but like he he was sat there like trading like uh b luna like uh, on a like 15 to 30 percent like <laughs> spread um, I remember. and, uh, and yeah. it's, it's not it's never it never falls out of whack anymore like it used to i was watching eurovision and then i was just swapping backwards and forwards <laughs> just like making a few percent <laughs> hopping back and then just like continually arbing and refreshing the page it was retarded it was so retarded but it was uh, well yeah, all those arbs and um and also kujira liquidation events 
like that lowered my average price of my Luna acquisitions altogether, probably somewhere like 10, 15%. So like, I, I didn't really, um, I sort of made that, like even though I lost 15% because of that DPEG, I still sort of like got those coins cheaper to begin with in the first place. So it's not the biggest of deals for me. But yeah, if you know all the mechanics and you're doing everything like possible to sort of like be efficient, then um, you can mitigate some of the downside risk at some level, right? But anyway, but that, that's for like really savvy folks who are really messing around a lot on these things, right? Like, and I think like the three of us have a pretty good sense of it. Probably V-Shape does, maybe uh, some of you guys do, but like a lot of people don't understand the nuances of the mechanisms. And especially it's like, if you're new to it, you don't really understand the risks very well. So it's like, it seems like a great idea. And then something bad happens. You're like, oh my God, I didn't know that could happen. Well, um, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm saying no one's championing liquid stake Lunk. And someone needs to sort of introduce this to the Lunk community. Like, hey, well, Everest protocol, needs to get Anchor Everest protocol, protocol has Amp Lunk already. They're already doing the, uh, the liquid stake. They picked up the torch where, uh, you know, Stater Labs walked away. We do have the Amp Lunk contracts on, uh, you know, on Terra Classic. Wait, who who did it? Eris Protocol. Oh. Not too much of a fan of them because of their uh, you know, forking, their, forky guys. Yeah, yeah, they could they could fork off. Shout out to Spoon. <laughs> if you can, yeah, I agree with agree with Ryan. Like, I think uh, King Wabi said the same thing. If you can get a version of Anchor Protocol working, right. uh, here's, here's my fix, Sefi. Here's my fix. Yeah, right. What we're we gonna do? If I was lump people, I would. Repeg uh, USTC to one cents for USTC. That's going to create a load of arbitrage where people mint some UST, suck all the liquidity out till it goes to one cent. So you're going to burn like a shitload of uh, lunk along the way as well, which is going to yeah, you like, you just, just do a reverse split, right, and peg it to one dollar. So basically. Mm, yeah, I yeah. I'm happens. open to. I'm o- definitely same, open to right? other options. I'm definitely open to other options that are technically possible. Probably better to have it at one rather than 0.01. But I'm just working. Well, with it the has numbers to be something you can control on chain. That's the thing. That's yeah. the trick. And yeah, but you, could, you could do that because right? you don't want to lose all your listings, all your like, all your yeah, like exchanges. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to redominate all the USTC that is somewhere wrapped on off-chain still needs to be somewhere on-chain, right? So you could still um, do a reverse split. And f- for example, for 50 USDC, you get one USDC, and that would immediately peg it to $1. Can you do that Like, w- can you do that with the existing token, though? Because the, the value of USDC, or one of the big values, is that it's listed on all these exchanges. Yeah, so you, you do a swap, they're probably... I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised yeah, all USTC the exchanges like, still exchanges at all. But. but all the exchanges have a wallet on Terra Station as well, right? Yeah, but they have to accept like this new token, right? And, and I, I so, presume there's due diligence around that, and what they would, probably don't want to put the it way you there. The way you do this is because no exchange is interested in any kind of algorithmic stablecoin at this point anyway, so it doesn't matter. So what you would do is, um, Sunny Agarwal uh, was chatting about this as well, and it was kind of like, he's the first one I heard like throw the idea about it, just uh, connected to a penny. And the reason why is because you can, you can do that on-chain without delisting anything, and anyone on-chain who wants to sort of ARB that, they can move and, 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 and uh, you know, you can create an ARB mechanism and people can come jump in and out of that. So if 
anybody who doesn't care about it, like people who gave up on their USTC, whatever, the, the price of their coin will become devalued as a result. Yes. But so what? You got the mechanism back again. And what you can do is you can issue a derivative on-chain that, that is worth a dollar that basically you can just always just transfer one, you know, 100 to one. The penny coin with the dollar coin, now you have a dollar peg thingamajig and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so, and then you, you, we already know that like it's impossible to maintain peg off chain. So there's no reason to have a dollar peg coin on centralized exchanges, but we do know that algorithmic stables work fine on chain uh, for the most part. So you can just collateralize that. And uh, next thing you know, you connect it to Luna Classic or whatever, off you go. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, pegging to a penny to me makes sense as well. Like if, if you kind of work through how this would work both on chain and on centralized destinations. Exactly. Um, and then step three in the plan is to reopen Anchor Protocol with the like true yield uh, percentage uh, that it gets from the various like derivatives that it has on uh, like, connected to. So that'd be B. Be lunk. Don't know if there'd be need to be some token redesign there. Um, but we got B Sol, B Atom, B ETH. If they all still exist, get them all back and run it all back again. Run it back at one cent. I'm just thinking about what would break if you did repeg it to a cent. Like there's some there's some expectation that arbit- arbitrage will make you money. I'm just thinking this through. Yeah, so you turn the mint burn back on. You turn mint burn mechanism back on. That also generates revenue for the chain. So you'd always be able to take one USTC. uh, You could also uh, disincentivize like swapping a bunch of USTC back to Lunk, um, protecting the mint and burn mechanism. So if you go over... Just get White Whale back. Get white, get yeah, white whale, whale on the phone. Yeah, get him, get him on the phone. The get jump crypto on the phone. All my Let's fucking run it back, boys. I got so many fees collected. Like seriously, during that time, but it was Jesus. only running for two days. But yeah, I need to DM Khan of and see if he'll come back and play on Luna Classic. That'd be hilarious. And the odds of that happening are zero, right? <laughs> but yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, I think it's illegal now. Is algorithmic algorithmic stablecoins illegal now? I don't Not know. yet. I think they Not will yet. be soon. We still have we still have time, right? Who do yeah. we need to call at Anchor to get them to turn the switch back on? It's twelve billion percent APR right now on Anchor. Yeah, I, 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 want, know. I want in. <laughs> I want in. I want to know. When if there's something back? that the Lunk community need, it's twelve billion percent APR. Yeah, right this now. is this right is the now. shit. That's get fucking source. Matt Cantieri, like, game up and get oh, him to man. come and tell us now. I have a hard time following oh. what Matt says, though. He, he kind of starts talking. I'm like, I don't know. Who's the <laughs> lawyer guy? Get, get him on the phone. Gabriel. You want to get no, Gabriel No, not the Gabriel. The one, who, <laughs> the, the one who ditched Terror. The one who ditched Doe. Mark Goldrich, oh. is it? Get Goldrich on the blower now. Put his whiskey down. Put his barbecue down. Get Anchor Protocol turned back on immediately. We're going to run it back, and it's going to be 100 times smaller and or, more sustainable. Or get, get BitNate to just fork fucking Anchor Protocol. Yeah, fucking BitNate. Where's BitNate? Let's make it, Game yeah, let's make it 15% APY, and then 
No, let's say let we start with twelve twelve percent APY and then no, no, if you look up, it's, if you no, look up you, your we don't tokens, have to start. We'll start with what like whatever percent APY yeah. the protocol is like the magic is, source. Yeah. Is yeah, true, of course. anchor token, and and we maybe maybe you fork it so you can just like start the fire hose of tokens again, and you can start throwing anchor tokens like hey d- deposit and borrow, and you'll get three hundred percent APY. Do you remember that shit? That was always right. the point in in anchor protocol is that it, yeah. it'd run out of tokens, then they'd fork it and they'd make anchor protocol v two and just run they, the they token. They wanted to do ve man. That's what they wanted. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted exactly. to lock this shit up. We're gonna convex it. Or well, someone's going to convex it. That's yeah, someone next did, back didn't on. Luna didn't Luna had at some point too much money in their community pool that they had to like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, billions we had and to, billions. We were like, remember, <laughs> Terra is still on the Washington Nationals baseball team uh, stadium, right? So like, yeah, we had way too much money, like, money in the community what was pool. It? There was like, oh, there was oh no, TFL had like the four hundred million. Uh, Luna or whatever it was that they had. Um, right. Remember, like, I, I think I said it numerous times, like the, the thing that bothered me the absolute most was when TFL funds were starting to get used, right? Like that was the moment because at the, that all you did at that point when they started using TFL funds is it telegraphed that, Hey, we have this massive team pool and only God knows how much of it they're going to spend. Right. And as soon as that happens, all the venture capital funds and stuff are going to be like, wait a minute. Well, it's just, no, I mean, it was like, I mean, that was always a big risk. Like always looking at it was, stack it of tokens. Was. Like I, I, I didn't it, like that. Cause it's like, what if it go, like, let's say in some, like it went, the Ponzi didn't break. It went to a thousand dollar Luna. That'd be worth like 400 billion or something like, but ridiculous. you know what, like, like Ryan, if we, if, if you started burning the TFL wallet, right. We wouldn't be having this conversation. The problem, yeah. I mean, the problem was this: they used those funds to like grow the ecosystem, but in, at the same time, like flood the supply side, uh, but like more than the demand side. Like my at the end point of the day, was, that's what happened. It was one thing that eventually TFL was going to sell, right? But it was no, another I mean, like, thing. I, yeah, like pushing them out into the open market. To. And well, then they didn't, what they didn't is- sell though, did they? They were well. I mean, they 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 were burning. They were burning for UST and they were using that UST to buy Bitcoin. That is what they were doing. So they were just flooding. Right. Like flooding. Yeah. But not flooding just the Bitcoin UST into piece, the but even the Project Dawn, remember? Don't forget that part. That's the part I'm talking about. Not the, not the LFG part. Oh, yeah. That but as soon as that part. started happening, right, then all of the hedge funds and whatever, the Galaxy Digitals of the world are going to be like, wait a minute. We're the smart money. We're dumping on you before you dump on us. And of course, that's going to. Like, you know, that that probably started this whole story, in my view. Like, the moment TFL Wallet was up for grabs, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you know, everyone's going to start, like, jumping out um, at some point. And I think that's what made me nervous. But... Yeah, fucking VC chain, man. Insiders and VCs. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where all the Luna went. Yeah, but that was, like, to me... They the were selling that Luna at, like, a good price, though, on those rounds. They were selling it at, like... 50 well like 53 dollars or something like they weren't selling it at like pennies on the on the pound i don't know i don't know we can run it back all right fine right let's, yeah, let's get back to like business we need to find matt cantieri uh what's his face mark so, goldrich so ryan ryan what, what where have you been uh since the deepak where what, what community 
did you go to? And um, I went to the, the 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 quietly crying in the corner community. Um, <laughs> is it a work uh, to earn project? Yeah, it's a yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, earn to earn to earn to pay, work to, to pay, pay, work to earn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, something like that. So uh, I've just been uh, trying to get excited about something which is proving very difficult in these conditions. You can get excited about the Lunk community, Ryan. There's a lot of a lot of potential here to do lots of fun things. I think I think Lunk. Uh, you know, honestly, like, firstly, I wish I'd have just like spent the like some money and bought loads of Lunk tokens when they were like fractions of a fraction of a penny, because uh, then I'd have been a lot more interested. Uh, uh, secondly, I think the, the Lunk community have made like a bunch of mistakes in like fixing their chain that that could have like they've missed a bunch of catalysts, um, which is a which is a real shame. And they seem to be like spending their time like prioritizing things that aren't priorities. So um, they, they should just have like turned staking back on, gone to every protocol, made them retro like made them fix their like protocols and just like being this meme coin that's got staking and a DeFi ecosystem and an NFT ecosystem. And instead they made fucking rebel wallet um, and just farted around for six months. Every validator must have their own Terra station fork, Ryan. That's true decentralization, 120 forks of Terra station. And uh, if you don't get that, you're not welcome in this community. Yeah, I'm trying to bring an alternative vision to the table. For, as far as priorities are concerned, yeah, I don't think anyone's really worried about the wallet. Like that was the least problematic. Concern. Fucking turn, turn anchor protocol back on peg USTC to one cents. The one thing that Terra had, which is better than any other chain, is the wallet. Right, that's the one thing that was pretty much perfect. Um, you don't necessarily need to fork it for any particular reason. Um, like yeah, it, it was useful. It was fun to look at. Um, it was like it had like metrics and things that made sense. Yeah, the whole thing was like generally much better than most wallets, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Other, if you go to other Question. layer ones and you go play with their wallets, I don't know, to try the Flux token or whatever, or try like, I don't know, Cadena or something, and their wallets are bullshit, right? They're terrible. Uh, so yeah, the, the user experience is fantastic. And how many wallets out there actually can work using the web, the, like directly off the smartphone interface, right? Very few, like, I don't know, most don't do wallet connect direct without having like MetaMask or something. And even then it's questionable. So the hot wallet functions were quite nice. Um, so anyway, it's like it, even, even Kepler and stuff doesn't do that, which is always frustrating. Hey, Bruce, what are you about to... Like, uh, have you been paying attention to the the Luna Classic Luna tokenomics discussion? Mm, nope. Great. We have to explain the whole fucking thing again. What are you talking about today? I've just been uh, teaching meditation. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm asleep. Oh, yeah. We were sort of teaching meditation too here. We were trying to like get everyone vibing and like thinking clearly and whatnot. So it's a different type of meditation. We could continue the discussion forward, you know, and he can just like catch on like a game of, you know, um, like a game of jump rope, you know, and I say the spaces are recorded. He could just refer back to it, you know. He's, play he's being sarcastic. I saw, saw him emoting to me like several times. There is zero chance whatsoever that Bruce is ever going to listen to a recorded space. 
I think I could be almost certain. He listens that. back to recorded spaces and then redoes all the voices hey, in hey, his Bruce. own voice. Hey, Bruce. You could think of I, it as a guided token meditation. Bruce, aren't you recording your spaces on Binance as well? Like, I heard you're, you're the, the host of Binance. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part one of a three-part Chepe space, Luna and Lunk, AMA, Q&A, Hangout Chat Space Discussion. Recorded on Sunday, December 18th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Thank you.